Are you tired of losing your rights and freedoms? The Alberta Prosperity Project has a solution for you. Join the community and learn more at albertaprosperityproject.com. And with you on board, we can achieve freedom and prosperity for all of us. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rebel News Daily live stream. I'm your host, Sheila Gunn-Reed, and we've got the music rolling in the background again. Okay, maybe we've got that resolved. Okay, great. Uh, this is the Rebel News Daily live stream. I'm your host, Sheila Gunn-Reed, way out here in the hinterlands of northern Alberta, as David Menzies likes to say. And my friend, Adam Sos is in the Calgary office space right now. So you will see some of our staff bustling around in the background. Um, you're getting a bit of a sneak peek into Adam's daily work environment there. But before we get too far into the show, some of you, if you watch from the very beginning, be, and I'm sure you did because you're patiently waiting because we were late, you'll notice that we had a new graphic there. So the live stream today um, as you know, Monday is more of the Alberta-centric show, and the live stream today is sponsored by the Alberta Prosperity Project. You might see it called the APP. It's at um, the I, the APP is a nonprofit, nonpartisan educational society uniting all Albertans, businesses, and organizations to protect their interests, interests, freedoms, and rights. And um, you know, I care about freedom, and I know Adam does too. So we're happy to have the APP on board as a sponsor for our Monday shows. Adam, how's it going there? It's a little bit of a, a hectic environment. We had some technical difficulties, but I think the show's going to be great. It's going to be great, I promise. <laughs> um, now, before I think we get too far into the show, Adam and I are wearing matching t-shirts today because we had the CITV stands for Church in the Vine, and we had an Excellent, just absolutely excellent showing of Kian's trucker documentary at Church in the Vine on Friday night. They seat about 640 people there, and I think we were getting pretty close to capacity there. Adam is probably telling everybody to shush. <laughs> we had an excellent uh, screening of Kian's trucker documentary at uh, Church in the Vine, and I think we have some uh, footage a little bit that we can show people of how just how great it was. Amazing venue, even better people. No? Today's a catastrophe. <laughs> Adam, what is going on with the show today? Okay, so we'll go from that to something else. Um, what else is on the list of things to talk about today, Adam? Um, there's lots to talk about. Um, I suppose we could talk about some of what we did on the weekend. Uh, we do have some of those things ready to go. I'm sure they're going to pop up in a jiffy, uh, from that. Um, but there's, there's no lack of stories to get into here, um, from plastic bands to sports, uh, institutions for swimming, starting to bring on board, um, some restrictions for trans athletes participating in that, uh, no lack of things to get to Sebastian Vettel. Um, oh. being booed. Um, I, there, there's a laundry list to pick from. What uh, What do you want to dive into first? Let's talk about Sebastian Vettel um, yeah. because he's a Formula One race car driver. He's a millionaire. And he shows up at the, uh, sorry, the Montreal Grand Prix. And he's wearing an anti-oil sands shirt. And I wrote this up for the website because I was like, what? what is this guy thinking? Um, 
And as I got poking around a little bit deeper, I'm not, I used to actually be a little bit of an F1 fan, like maybe 20 years ago, but not so much. Can you? (laughs) (laughs) Not not so much these days. Um, And he shows up wearing this anti-oil sand shirt. And I'm like, you literally fly around the globe and then drive cars in circles, high performance cars in circles. And you show up saying you want to stop the tar sands, which I already know where, where you're, I already know you're ignorant um, yeah. once you have a shirt with that slogan on there. And he's riding a bike to show off his um, climate change um, street cred. Of course, his bike yeah. also has a pride flag on it for extra virtue signaling. But um, this guy is sponsored by Saudi Aramco the world's most profitable company by market cap, at least it was last week, it overtook Apple. Um, And that is thanks in no small part to Russia's war on Ukraine, which caused um, gas and oil prices to skyrocket, which is an interesting point to make there too, because this guy wants to stop Canadian oil and gas extraction. Okay, but his home country of Germany by 50% of their natural gas comes from Russia. And so he's funding the Russian war machine. He's sponsored by the Saudis. And apparently through his political stances, he wants to unemploy vast numbers of indigenous people who work in Canada's oil and gas sector. If I had to pick an industry in this country that was indigenous, it would be oil and gas extraction. The indigenous people are about four and a little bit percent of the population. Employment of indigenous people in oil and gas is at 8%, which means they're overrepresented as a, as a sample size of the population in oil and gas extraction. So when you are against Canadian oil and gas, you're pro-indigenous unemployment. Yeah, this guy is just in the race uh, for, and it's funny for an F1 driver, um, sheer hypocrisy with uh, Justin Trudeau potentially in the lead, but this guy's catching up pretty quick. Uh, I don't know that the guy probably has a pro-Ukrainian stance or oh, pro-Ukrainian sure. <laughs> flag um, while being sponsored and benefiting from Russia's invasion. Literally, I mean, for the for the guy to uh, for the guy to race uh, race cars that literally use not hopes and dreams, but fuels to amass his wealth to tour around the world. Um, he probably admits more emissions in a weekend than most of us do, probably right on par with farmers who are feeding thousands of people and not just himself. And then he has the audacity to come out here and lecture folks. Um, it's right on par for the course for probably him and his sort of voting demographic, those people who still have the audacity to still still support uh, Justin Trudeau and people like that. So it's just such a gross look, just generally speaking. Um, I don't know what, what the, I don't know if it, it, his sponsor clearly isn't advocating for him to be doing this. Then again, maybe they are, because maybe they only oh, want for sure their they oil. Are. Yeah, 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 of course they, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they want their oil that is like conflict oil that is not, uh, that is not sourced quite as ethically or, as uh, environment, we're talking about ethics as far as the sort of human costs as well as the environmental costs. Yeah, uh, n- no doubt this is much much worse uh, on all of those fronts. But uh, yeah, he has the audacity to come here. Why is it always Leonardo DiCaprio jet setting F one drivers? These ridiculous. Uh, like if if ever there's a place I couldn't care less about carbon emissions, but like maybe some of these extremely people wealthy people who are jet setting around the world, maybe they are contributing a little bit to those emissions. 
uh, in a meaningful way. And they're telling us to cut back our lives and walk to work. Uh, it's adorable that you rode your little bike for three minutes and then your <laughs> F1 car burned more emissions than I'll burn in a lifetime in one race. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I'm, I'm ha- you know what? I'm, I got to say though, for all the negativity, I am thrilled that this guy got booed. Um, it's just an indicator that, uh, that Justin Trudeau is not popular. These ideas aren't popular. Um, yeah. They're getting their last sort of kick at the can while they can, but uh, the tide certainly seems to be changing. And I'm certainly hoping that that is for the better. Yeah. F1 stops this year are in Spain, Monaco, Montreal, Italy, the United States, Australia. So we'll go to the other side of the world, Azerbaijan, yeah. and then of course, naturally, Saudi Arabia. And I mm-hmm. hear his defenders saying, oh, well, this is so concerning to him that he's thinking about leaving the sport. Oh, now that you've pocketed millions on the backs Bye. of oil and gas, now you're Bye. leaving the sport. Yeah, uh, goodbye, but uh, give back all the money you made then. You don't want all that dirty tar sands, blood oil in your pocket, um, yeah. right? Like if, you, if this were something you were really opposed to, but he's not, yeah. he's just virtue signaling. You know what he's doing? He's probably like, you know, I'm getting a little bit older as an F1 driver and inevitably, eventually I'm going to need another job. So I'm going to start milking my way into either one of these oil companies or some WEF position on uh, on global issues. He's like, I'm a celebrity. I need to segue this reflex is slowing down a little bit. Um, I need to segue my career into martyrdom uh, this time for the environment or alternatively in in the name of uh, conflict oil. So, yeah. Pretty much par for the course. Speaking of uh, par for the course, let's talk about this uh, banning some single-use plastics. Oh, um, many, many, Don't many get me people, mad. <laughs> oh, I'm about to go off. Uh, many, remember, I mean, and this is the this is the ridiculousness. Like I remember when it was, oh, we're killing the trees. We have to get off paper bags. Let's go to plastic. Yeah. They're recyclable. We can do all this stuff. And then it's like, no, no, no. We actually meant the opposite. We'll go the other way. You see plastic wrappers on uh, these these paper straws. Um, you know what, I, I'm, you know what, cool. If you can do a biodegradable straw, that's not going to fall apart when I'm having my drink. Great. But these companies out here professing that they're proud of their product like a and and they don't, they don't want to put ice in it because it'll contaminate the drink. And then I'm drinking it through a newspaper. Uh, it yeah. tastes absolutely terrible. And literally theaters, Starbucks, all these different places, they've gotten to the point where if someone gets a large drink, they're giving them a couple straws. Yeah. So you're going through three or four straws instead of one. Um, some of the original sort of lids they were doing to replace uh, straws are actually more plastic than a conventional lid and a straw. Yeah. It's just more, it's just about as ridiculous as an F1 driver complaining about fuel. Um, it, it's, it, it doesn't really do much. And certainly the, the irony is the same people pushing this just had everyone using all of the masks forever. Um, all of these single use masks uh, to an extent that, probably dwarfed straw usage in the country listen if you want to use a reusable cup fill it up save some money get a discount at a shop cool um i know some places will give you a bit of a discount to do that they save money sure it helps the environment that's great reduce good good uh the government and i mean we can talk about beef too here but this trudeau government just doesn't address serious issues and then they just spend millions of dollars. And this is why they do it. It's because they can give their friends these contracts for things that aren't yeah. really verifiable. They spend millions and millions of dollars on these absurd little passion projects that don't mean anything. They signify uh, they signify nothing and accomplish even less. Um, and that's exactly what this is. We're going to 
We're going to count. It's the final countdown to banning some single-use plastics. Oh, joy, oh, joy. Um, ridiculous. I know people are going out of their way to stockpile and buy. Oh, um, I am. Yeah, buy Plastic straws spoons. now. You know yeah. how many spoons my kids have thrown in the garbage? Like my spoons? Because... Yeah. I didn't have a plastic spoon, so I sent a metal spoon. They just throw them out because they get in the habit of just throwing stuff out. So all my spoons are in a garbage can at their school somewhere. And I'm constantly yeah. having to buy metal spoons because for a time, plastic spoons were kind of hard to find there for a while. I have stockpiled them. Like a, they'll yeah. take my plastic spoons for my cold dead hands. Before we get too far in the show, I forgot to tell everybody how they can have their say. So we are streaming on multiple different platforms, YouTube, Rumble, uh, Odyssey and Super U and YouTube Rumble Odyssey and Getter. Um, so we're on YouTube. If we talk about things that YouTube says are dangerous, um, however factual, uh, they will kill our YouTube channels. So before that happens, we might have to cut the feed there, but that's okay because we're on all those other platforms, uh, Getter, Rumble, Odyssey, and Super U. And on Rumble, Odyssey, and Super U, you can engage with us on the show here, have your say, and support the work that we do here completely willingly. So on Rumble, you can leave a Rumble rant. On Odyssey, it's called a hyper chat. And on Super U, it's called a shout. Those are their paid chats. Send us a paid chat. We'll read it on air. Hopefully we don't have a technical catastrophe and we'll be able to get your message. And then we'll read it on air and we'll do our best to address whatever it is. And that's yeah. that. Yeah, I was I was about to say, I think we missed that, but I wasn't sure if yep. that was because of technical issues on my end. So I didn't want to uh, weigh in there. So yeah, you know what, I wouldn't mind talking about that. We touched on that a little bit, though. But I mean, this is just, uh, we can talk about our free the beef campaign a little bit. Uh, at freethebeef.ca, I think it is dot com dot yep. ca free the beef .ca. Um, This is just another of the sort of never ending government overreaches. And I want to keep in mind, like this government, I was just breaking this down today, like they're, they're hard on all the wrong things uh, and soft on all the things that they should be maybe a little bit tougher on. For example, we, we saw the uh, hands off our guns campaign as well. Um, the government, while literally reducing minimum sentencing for people who commit violent crimes with guns are making the lives of legal gun owners far more difficult far more hoops to jump through and if you're if you use a, a firearm a certain classes of firearm for often arbitrary reasons for target shooting well that is suddenly illegal you can't buy them um needless to say people are running out buying this stuff but a glaring hypocritical double standard that doesn't really accomplish anything whatsoever they're doing the same thing with beef there's there's obesity epidemics there's food cost scarcity issues there's all these problems out there um and Meanwhile, they're, while that's all happening, there's an opioid epidemic and these governments are legalizing guns or drugs, rather, left, right and center. So drugs are fine, all this obesity stuff. We don't really need to address any of those serious sort of leading cause of death issues. But we need to put warning labels on relatively healthy and affordable ground beef in this country. Again, the, the single use plastic bans, they're just so neurotically focused on making our lives inconvenient and driving up costs. Meanwhile, house prices are doubling. People can't afford mortgages. We have a generation for the first time in a long time where their quality of life is likely to decrease they won't be yeah. able to afford houses so on and so forth this the it, it's it's over for this government it's pretty apparent um many people sort of suggesting that justin trudeau not likely to make it to the next election 
Uh, the Liberals very possibly going to have someone else maybe come in and try and salvage the party. But it seems like they're trying to get their last few shots in with this absurd uh, activism that absolutely nobody is acting for, sadly propped up by Jagmeet Singh and the NDP, who are entirely complicit despite the fact that they seem to want to blame the Conservatives and the Liberals for working together. It's clearly the NDP ramping up this madness in exchange for little favors and tidbits here and there. Uh, the government really, really needs to stop because the damage they're doing, um, it's going to take a couple couple elections to get, to get over the damage caused by Justin Trudeau. Yeah, I was doing some digging down onto this beef labeling because um, it's really quite bizarre. So they want to label special labels on food that contain at least 15% of the daily recommended intake of sodium, sugar, or saturated fat. Again, the science around saturated fats is some of the most sketchy of all the sketchy science out there. Um, and I think the, the sketchiness of that science has led to an obesity uh, epidemic and a diabetes epidemic. I think uh, the diabetes epidemic is the reason that our healthcare system is in a, a constant state of near collapse. Um, I, I, there was some, I was, again, even this morning, like as I was sort of blow drying my hair, I was listening to a podcast about um, by a doctor about um, the historical records about diabetes. And it used to be like one in every like over 200 people being admitted to hospital had diabetes. Now, in some instances, it's one in four, one yeah. in four. Um, and so maybe we're doing something wrong with the food pyramid, but then we've got governments like this who are perfectly fine to have ultra processed foods get around these food labelings. And they're really, yeah. they're labeling, um, they're labeling beef like it's a cigarette at this point, but yeah. it's the reason they did it to beef and they were able to do it to ground meat. Uh, first of all, I think there's a, an ulterior motive in that it serves to normalize labeling meat as though it's dangerous because you get 50% of all the beef in the stores by doing this, but they got them on a technicality because you are not allowed to label whole foods with these labels. So you can't, mm technically get it on a roast at this point any more than you could put it on an apple or you could put it on a banana that's a whole food but because it's been ground then it gets in there as a processed food so they can stick it on there and i say okay fine you're labeling beef as though it's a processed food great i want to see you label beyond meat for all the strange and dangerous things in there, including the soy and its effect on the male body. Uh, but they'll never do that um, because there's an, I think there's a whole like anti-masculinity thing. There's an anti-affordable uh, protein thing here. Your brain doesn't work properly if you don't have B12 and DHA and all those things that you can get from cheap, affordable, readily available, close to the producer beef. Um, and and the other sort of thing here that that is just so and we've seen this through COVID-19 restrictions right across the board uh listen McDonald's is likely not going to have these warnings on their burgers no. that they're pumping out day after day um and it, it once again the mom and pop shop like I was at Hartel Homestead the other day um some of these mom and pop shops the local place even your local grocery store that has 
some ground beef for you to take home, cook however you like, very likely, maybe do some foraging, whatever you might do, get that nice sort of healthy meal all together. That product that you see on the shelf that is relatively healthy, well, that is not going, that's going to have a big warning label on it. But again, these big chain stores, these uh, fast food joints, all these people um, and all these businesses, they're going to be sort of off the hook. And why is it that Justin Trudeau, who professes to be for the working class and the little guy, every action he takes, whether it's COVID-19 restrictions, where the big chains got to stay open and the little mom and pop shops with relatively low volume got shut down. Um, and now the local farmers being affected, but the big chains that are going to be pumping out fast food, they're not going to have these, uh, these sort of no. marginalizing and vilifying labels on them. It's always the little guys who suffer. Yep, exactly. And getting back to your thing about straws, I'm anti-garbage, right? Like mm. that's why I don't like all the packaging things come in. Um, but I'm very pro-plastic. And my concern is we are going to decimate an industry that we are going to need in the event of another pandemic. Single-use plastics were the saviors of the pandemic, especially early mm -hmm. on when the grocery store clerks didn't want to take your E. coli-soaked reusable bag uh, because they were scared of how COVID was being transmitted. And so these stores and municipalities that had banned plastic bags in their stores, they were like, send us all the plastic mm -hmm. you got, because all of a sudden they realized it was far more sanitary. Uh, your entire hospital is not only just plastic, but then all those plastic things are wrapped in plastic to keep them sanitary. And so what becomes of an industry that we need to keep us safe, we're attacking it now after it got us through all the stupid regulations of the pandemic. Like, look how much plastic was involved in the pandemic restrictions. I don't like the pandemic restrictions, but the government yeah. sure did. Um, and secondarily, this war on plastic is kind of stupid when you think about what plastic really is. Plastic yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Is this magical, inert, stored fossil fuel. You don't have to put it in a barrel. It doesn't leak. It doesn't do anything. It's beautiful because you get to use it twice as a fossil fuel, as a, you know, as for its use, once as a fossil fuel and once for whatever you used it for, because you can high uh, efficiency incinerate it and then create electricity. And for my hippie friends out there, you might not realize, but in Burnaby, BC, where they protest the Trans Mountain Pipeline all the time, they incinerate garbage for electricity there. In fact, when Canada shipped its garbage to the Philippines, and then we had to take it back because why are we just garbage colonialists? Um, but when they shipped it all there and they had to take it back, it was sent to Burnaby to be incinerated to turn into electricity. And I think that's great. I mean, I think that's probably more efficient and more uh, purposeful than just recycling for the sake of recycling. And you know what? I mean, the, the other thing too is there's it's like the ironic petroleum byproduct made kayak being paddled up to a Greenpeace protest. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing is, is the, these resources are sort of out there. They're available. Um, they, they're being sort of repurposed and used um, so rather than going to waste, they're, they're, they're going to do these incredible things within society. Uh, we're stripping that all away. And again, we're now producing these bags, not necessarily always out of those 
uh, those repurposed bags, obviously sometimes bags are recycled, but uh, we're, we're basically doing away with an industry that is just purposing things. It's kind of like uh, the vegan who's opposed to leather. Well, people are still eating cows. So what do you suppose they do? Just throw all the skins away. Um, yeah. the, the, you may as well use in the sort of indigenous style of using every yeah. single part of the animal, using every single part of the product. Well, why aren't we having the same mentality when it comes to petroleum byproducts uh, out there? So yeah, instead of chopping down a tree, may as well use what's being produced um, in other industries that are needed and being attacked. And it's so funny, all, every one of these practical industries that does something that we need is being attacked by this government, sadly here. Um, and then they're, they're seemingly endorsing everything that we don't need. Uh, speaking of Canada, however, just despite- before you move on, though, I just yeah, want to, I just want to drive the point home that this seems to be a de facto war on the West, whether yeah. it's beef, whether it's a war on plastic, which is just a downstream war on oil and gas. It's the liberals in Ottawa deciding that these Western industries don't need to go on because they're dirty and gross and bad for your health. So they say as they eat their beyond beef burger or beyond meat or whatever that thing it's gross anyway. Yeah. Looking out the window and now the skies are pretty darn clear. If you go to one of those car manufacturing cities, though, they've chased most of the business away Um, a little, a little bit more pollution than uh, we're experiencing up here or up in Fort Max. So yeah, yeah, they can take a look in the mirror for a second on that note, despite all this and despite our net politicians, uh, Canada day is coming up and despite all their efforts to cancel it and shame us. um, If you're one of those Canadians out there who is still proud of this country, despite some of the things Justin Trudeau is doing. Uh, we do have uh, some stuff for you to check out at rebelnewsstore.com. We've got a promotion. You can actually buy one item at regular price, get 25% off your next item, free global shipping. I think it's over $100, but uh, uh, some pretty cool stuff there. And it's great because we don't we don't reach into your pockets every month. We don't take hundreds of dollars a year from you through your taxes like the CBC or these other guys. We just rely on you to say, hey, you know what? important you know, there's, the sorry the there's no there. limit on i don't think there's any limit on the free global shipping so just way. free global shipping so that's great yeah. go get something uh you can get uh buy one item buy one get regardless of what you uh spend free global shipping there it comes pretty quick if you want it for canada day i would get your orders in pretty quick the code is canada 25 so rebelnewsstore.com canada oh, 25 great. for that deal yeah yeah there's some good stuff on there do I've we got have a, a Dominion so. Day one in there for David? We do. We do have a Dominion Day one. I'm pretty sure. Oh, there it, it is. Perfect. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't not have a Dominion Day one in there. We'd never hear the end of it from him. No, Dave would be upset. So <laughs> we have got that. So do consider that again. You're grabbing a shirt. You're getting something fun. But ultimately, uh, you're kind of keeping us here working because we. We don't steal from you through your taxes. We just say, hey, if you want to chip in, help us out. And again, that's one way to help. You can do a super chat. We love to engage with those as well. So keep those coming. If you have any thoughts on any of the things we're discussing today. uh, Can can we move into Christia Freeland here? Um, Because this is, again, on the same theme of the liberals war on the West. So. On Canadians too, like just uh, on Canadians too. But I mean, this she acts as a scarecrow for oil and gas yeah. investment because of all their stupid regulations, and then the carbon tax. And like, why would we go to Southern Saskatchewan when we can just go to North Dakota? It's the same oil field, you know. It's, yeah. it's the Bakken. We'll just go over there where there's no carbon tax, fewer regulations, and it's easier to drill there. So why would we go to Southern Saskatchewan, right? The Daniel Day Lewis milkshake. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Freeland, 
instead of saying like, oh, you know, for, for example, Alberta is doing this and I've got a lot of criticism for our provincial government, but they c- yeah. quit collecting the provincial portion of the gas tax because gas is so outrageously high here and families are being hammered with inflation. So they said, you know what? We're not collecting our portion of the gas tax. We can't do anything about the federal taxes, but we won't collect our portion. So I think that knocked about 13 cents off the pump. But not Christia Freeland, who um, is so adept. She's our finance minister, who, when she was at Reuters, destroyed an entire division of Reuters through her bad management. She literally destroyed it. Um, And like she destroyed the financial and business case for the section of Reuters that she was involved in. And Justin Trudeau's like, you know what? You're in charge of the economy. So anyways, she bragged at an international monetary fund panel that she increased the carbon tax um, despite record high cost of living and gas prices for Canadians. She says this is indicative (laughs) of their commitment to fighting climate change. For me, it's indicative of her commitment to putting Canadians in the poorhouse. But anyways, look at this like completely out of touch clip. Say a couple of things. Canada actually, and, and this is, I believe now I'm speaking not just about my own political convictions, but about where the majority of Canadians are. Um, We have reached a point as a country where we recognize the urgency of climate action. We recognize that climate change is a threat to us here in Canada. We recognize that it's a threat in the whole world. And we recognize that we have to do something about it. And, you know, I spoke to you earlier about our price on pollution. That's a very powerful market-based mechanism. It's going up every single year. And we increased it this year, even in the face of higher inflation. Um, And to me, that shows a meaningful commitment. Um, And we also recognize you know, we have to do our part in Canada and we also have an obligation to do our part in the world. And I spoke at the beginning about the need to, about Canada's decision uh, to double our provision of international climate finance to 5.3 billion. Hmm. 5.3 billion. That's what we're putting putting into this. Families can't, you know, afford their mortgage. Interest rates are going up. Mm. And she's like, 5.3 billion. That's what we're committing to this. Plus we've raised the carbon tax. Look at how great we are. Um, this is insane. Um, has anybody, by the way, you want to see something really telling about Chrissy Freeland? Watch her with the sound off. And you'll see how just antsy that woman is. There's something really wrong with her. And I don't, I don't know if she's got some sort of disorder or anxiety or whatever, but it's very clear when you watch her with the sound off. I think it's an act, but that's another story altogether. She is like, this is just insane to watch. Mm -hmm. She's like, listen, I'm, I'm so committed to this. I'm willing to let Canadians suffer. That's effectively what she's saying here. Um, She's like, listen, we know things are bad out there. We know inflation's bad. Uh, Justin and I are going to continue jet setting around the world, doing whatever we want, kind of willy nilly, um, abiding by COVID rules, depending on what people are doing. Um, 
talking about climate damage and then instead of zooming in flying into every single event consuming exorbitant amounts of uh, resources, alcohol, food, all this stuff, having a massive imprint. Uh, and I, I'm willing to do all this for the environment. And then uh, I'm okay with people not being able to afford, uh, afford their next meal or having to choose between heat or putting food on the table. They're doing their part, Adam. Can't yeah, you see? They're doing their part. Exactly. This is like some like, like District 13 Hunger Games society stuff. Yeah, this is Marie Antoinette stuff. This is like, let the meat cake. Look at how happy they are doing without because they're doing their part. Yeah. It's uh, this this entire class of folks is just absolutely disjointed. Um, And you know, the fact that like, that people aren't just repulsed by everything that's going on. Like the fact that Justin Trudeau still has anyone supporting him and the entire country hasn't categorically turned. I think most of the country very realistically has. Um, but the fact the media is also propping these clowns up um, and not not absolutely deriding them as the lunatics they are. Um, the fact that academic institutions, very often you'll have a professor of political science or whatever from such and such university coming on the mainstream media saying that this is required and justifiable and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's absolutely repugnant. And there, there needs to be a fundamental shift broadly within society. Um, any one of the hundreds of things that the Trudeau government has done, Christia Freeland, uh, Justin Trudeau, so on and so forth, you can pretty much name them all. Um, 10 years ago, you would have been done in politics effectively immediately. You would have had to resign. You would have been shown the door. You never would have worked in politics again. Um, now it's just par for the course. That's how far this country has fallen. Um, and as I mentioned before, I think it's going to take a couple election cycles to get us anywhere back on track. I certainly hope it's not too late, but things are pretty grim under the Trudeau liberals. Well, and I think that moves us into our next topic, C11, um, because there will come a time if the liberals have their way where we can't even talk about what Christia Freeland has done to us without facing online censorship. Um, The bill C11 is the, it's right now, it's before the Standing Committee on Heritage, and they've heard from 48 witnesses. They're representing organizations during the C-11 study, and this in- excludes the CRTC and government officials. Of those 48, at least 16 have either raised concerns about the regulation of user content in the bill or disputed entirely government claims about its effect. So Bill C-11 is the, basically it's the Online Streaming Act. And what it will do is it will bring these CRTC regulations and plunk them right onto the internet and other streaming platforms. And it will give regulators who are always government appointed the ability to force platforms like YouTube, which is the world's second largest platform to uh, downrank things for certain reasons. And it might be because they want they will use the excuse, we want Canadian content to be upranked and then served to Canadians. The thing is, a lot of Canadian content is consumed outside of Canada. I saw the, like the director of projects or whatever his name was for YouTube saying, if you do this, you're shrinking the reach of Canadian content because it ends up in front of the eyeballs of Americans organically, and it gets more views just because they're 10 times larger. But this, yeah. but 
all that aside, what it does is it gives the government the ability to say to these platforms, show this, hide that for whatever yep. reason. And, you know, we, we, we know we're getting shadow banned. We have 1.6 million yeah. subscribers on YouTube and like a video that lots of people are talking about will sometimes get a couple thousand views. It's just statistically almost impossible. Uh, imagine when that gets stepped up to the next level. And just to make that point, I, I've seen other agencies or uh, sort of other pages or groups snipe reports like basically record an entire report put it up and it'll get 22 million views um that that happens so there's clearly sort of a concerted effort to shadow ban imagine once the government has it that this is what's happening behind the scenes unofficially yeah. off the record imagine once the government has the sort of uh, rubber stamp and it's official that they are in fact allowed to do this and allowed to shadow ban allowed to reduce it you can already see uh, i'm subscribed to only a couple things on my work youtube um our own stuff won't come up i, have, I yeah. actually, actually have to search it to find yeah. reports that we put out um, yeah, so I, I'm I said this over the weekend that yeah. when you go onto youtube the world's second largest search platform and you put in Rebel News, your first search results will be critics of us with far yeah. fewer views and far fewer subscribers. It won't take you to the 1.6 million subscriber channel. And so while YouTube is already doing this, this really isn't, I mean, it is designed to catch YouTube, but YouTube isn't really the target here because YouTube, yeah. as you rightly point out, does this already for political reasons. We know that this is what Google's all about. It's the up-and-comers, it's the rumbles, it's the odysseys, it's the super use, it's all those other platforms that exist as a, a foil, I guess, to YouTube who don't subscribe to metering untrusted content, who just let the algorithm take over. And if people are watching it, then they serve up more stuff just like that to them. Yeah. It's to catch them. It's like how the media bailout was designed to CBCify CBC the rest of the media, you know, to make them compliant and beholden because they need those subsidies. This is the same thing. They're going to YouTubeify all the other platforms. And if they won't go along to get along, they'll do it by force. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's shocking and troubling. And it's so counterintuitive. And we saw this. Uh, they obviously started with the academic institutions often, and we'll get into this in a second here, but the academic institutions often the, the sort of bastion of free speech and thought, even when societies fall, you can see this from the various uh, sort of regimes, often it is the academia that is sort of setting the tone while well, they were one of the first to go and surrender. In fact, become complicit in pushing this. Um, now they're going after now that they control that now that they control the government. Um, clearly, they control mainstream media and the TV. Now they're like, oh, the few outlets that aren't uh, subservient and bending the knee to us. How do we get them? That's what yep. this is all about. It is literally made in order to target Rebel News, Western Standard, True North, those outlets that dare ask a couple of tough questions and aren't beholden to the government. Uh, fortunately, however, um, there definitely seems to be a turning of the tide coming up. Um, and I know that uh, organizations like the Society for Academic Freedom and Scholarship um, have been ad advocating for this. Um, but Pierre Polyevra um, says as prime minister, he would appoint a free speech guardian effectively to protect charter rights on campus and revoke federal funding for post-secondary institutions that don't uphold free speech. Now, for progressives out there, if you're extremely alarmed by that, that indicates only that you're completely out of touch with how free societies work. 
um, any sort of idea beyond propagating hate should be up for fair discussion within the university setting. That is the place where people are supposed to encounter all ideas um, and then sort of formulate their opinions. That is not what is happening in universities today at all. They're ideological forming centers um, that basically drive its single-handed narratives and many who survive humanities, myself included, um, come out of it as critical thinkers uh, in spite of it, not because of it. Um, so to, to see that that the potential ex-prime minister, um, one of the candidates for the Conservative Party, um, taking a stand on this issue, I'm sad it took this long. I'm sad the Conservatives went along with this madness for so long under Andrew Scheer and Aaron O'Toole. Um, but mm -hmm. these types of talking points, candidates like Dr. Leslie Lewis, Pierre Polyever, Roman Baber, so on and so forth, um, they seem to be saying the right things on these issues. Um, and uh, whether they're windsocks who are echoing what they're hearing from people they speak with and what the polls are showing, or whether those are their principles, it does signal that there is indeed a shifting uh, horizon as far as uh, perspectives on this across Canada, as there should be, because the pendulum swing towards totalitarian progressive ideological uh, drive is, is, has gone pretty dramatically, and it's time for that swing to come back the other way. Yeah, there's, uh, and the liberals, if you question them on anything, they their standard go-to thing is you are misinformation. Now, yeah. it's one thing to call you fake news or a liar, but misinformation, I think, is a different connotation, especially when the government is bringing in legislation to deal with, quote, misinformation. When they say misinformation, translate in your head to speech they are bringing in legislation to censor. And that should make yeah. you very worried. Um, mm -hmm. We had liberals in the House of Commons responding to criticism of C-11 saying that uh, basically the critics and like the academic critics of C-11 are misinformation. And then we have that liberal, Pablo Rodriguez. He's the heritage minister. He's the guy bringing this legislation in having a literal conniption in the House of Commons because the liberals aren't rolling over, or I'm sorry, the conservatives aren't rolling over and going along with the NDP to support this bill. They're actually doing something to fight for free speech, which I'm not sure they would be doing if Aaron O'Toole were still the boss. Maybe we can show that clip. Mr. Speaker, everyone knows that the conservative, when they wake up in the morning, they think about filibustering, Mr. Speaker. That's right. And they go, when they go to bed at night, they think about filibustering, Mr. Speaker. And what do they do in between? They filibuster, Mr. Speaker. That's what they do. They've abandoned their creators, they've abandoned our goddess, and they've abandoned our culture, Mr. Speaker. He's just screaming and wait, that's not an argument. That's just a madman in the House of Commons. It's the kind of guy that if you saw him performing like that on the street, you'd call security. You'd be like, yeah. hi, cops, there's a crazy person on the street. But look at him. He's so furious that they're not going to let him stomp on the free speech rights of Canadians that he's <clears throat> losing his mind in the House of Commons. Well, and the, the sort of sick, sad thing is, I mean, I think these people believe it, some of them. 
Uh, obviously, some of the higher officials, they don't believe it. They're, they're happy and just trying to seize control. But it is just shocking how Orwellian this stuff is. You and I have certainly developed an ear for it. I think many of our viewers likely have as well. But even with COVID-19, you could see the terms they would start to use. And uh, yeah. they'd say it two or three times. Oh, up, it's not your third dose. It's up to date now. Um, yeah. It's, oh, this is misinformation. They literally have these Orwellian board meetings about new speak and the types of words that everyone should be using to get into head, into people's heads and getting into, into their heads that this is the new language moving forward. This is something that happens within the Liberal Party. I can, I can almost guarantee you, and in fact, we can ATIB the emails where they're saying this yep. is the new terminology that we're going to be using. So watch out for that. If all of a sudden you see Trudeau Freeland and Tam or someone else saying these sort of buzzwords, that's something that they're working on. It isn't just them coincidentally saying that. It's one of their new speak words that mean something. There's part of one of their campaigns. And misinformation, disinformation, um, yep. they, they lie all the time. And it's it's almost like during the the Ottawa um, uh, protests that were taking place um, when when the uh, Ottawa police every tweet they basically put out was the opposite of the truth. It was categorical misinformation. Um, but they're saying that the other stuff, the the true reports on the ground, things that were verifiable by camera, verifiable by people, verifiable by boots on the ground, they're calling those facts misinformation. Uh, and and some of them aren't opinions. They're literally here's a shot of what happened. No, nope, yeah. that's misinformation. Uh, and here's a story that counteracts all evidence placed before you. And sadly, in 1984 fashion, people believe that. They believe they're at war with Eurasia or whatever. They, they're just embracing and, and, and believing this wholeheartedly when it's, it's self-evidently counterintuitive to the fact. So I think Canadians need to wake up to this sentiment. It's not a cliche to say that we're living in this Orwellian society, or at least the onset on it, because yeah. they, they seem to have taken it, as our shirt says from the Rebel News Store, as an instruction manual. That's not the intent. It was intended as a cautionary tale, but not yeah. surprising from a guy who admires China's basic dictatorship. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a strange time to be alive when free speech is hate speech, when... Um, Isolating from your friends and family and calling the cops on your neighbor is public health. I mean, it's just, you look how quickly they flipped all the meanings of our, the common parlance and people just yeah. went along because they were so fear washed by it all. Yeah. And another story that ties into that very well, if you don't have anything else to, to add right. in, um, is some, some of the madness that we have seen with uh, biological males who have the categorical sort of skeletal and testosterone advantages um, participating in women's sports. Um, it's, it's obviously been headline news right across uh, the world. And as far as how you deal with the situation, do you create separate leagues? Do you make accommodations? Do you set thir certain thresholds for testosterone levels? Uh, who knows? But clearly there is a large portion of society likely in line with this that that doesn't want anything in place and they would simply believe that oh well whatever you identify as dave chappelle does a bit on it where he says well if lebron jane suddenly identifies as a female he's going to get fifty thousand baskets in the wnba um clearly there has to be some metric of sensibility and fina has decided to restrict trans uh, gender athletes um in elite women's swimming um and they're hoping that other people will sort of follow their 
uh, blueprint, no doubt they're going to be marginalized and vilified for bringing in this common sense uh, restriction and limitation program uh, so that people simply cannot be dominated. Um, I'm sorry to break it to people out there, but there is a biological uh, difference between men and women. Um, men are generally going to be stronger and in a large majority of sports that involve physicality, um, there's different leagues for a reason. It's very rare that women can compete in those men's professional leagues. Um, so there's a separation for that reason. So someone transitioning over, whether it's, uh, I, can't, I can't remember the name, there's an MMA athlete who pulverized, uh, who, was, who was trans, who pulverized a female athlete. We've seen swimmers absolutely dominating. Um, so there, there has to be some sort of metric in place there. That's common sense. Uh, Trudeau would probably call it misinformation or hate speech. But uh, I think for anyone out there sober-minded, even if you're trans, you should be like, well, there has to be some metric in place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny that this, the movement to change this is actually coming from swimming. Where are the contact sports people on this issue? And I don't want to make this like a disgruntled thing about me. So I'm not going to talk about my experience with this, but where are the contact sports people? This is highly dangerous for young girls to be playing contact sports against males who have gone through testosterone puberty outside yeah. of the unfair competition, the size of uh, a male heart versus a female heart and the size of their lungs and their bone density and their weight, their musculature. Outside of that, a 250 pound male barreling at a 16 year old girl where are the contact sports people on this? But Sheila, obviously that's, that's like a theoretical example. That hasn't really happened, has it? No, no, no. This is just a completely theoretical. This, this weekend, completely theoretical. Completely you know, and theoretical. It's, it's just, it's just the most sort of caricaturistic emblem. Why is all of this sort of ridiculous double speak? nonsense like uh, an f1 driver sponsored by a sort of <laughs> oil company the saudis i'm um, criticizing oil uh freeland and trudeau who jet set around the world and are among the biggest emitters criticizing uh, emissions um they no doubt i doubt the the hundreds of thousands of dollars they managed to spend on booze on these flights they're probably not uh, they're probably not drinking uh, reusable and washable cups. I'm sure there's there's quite a bit of garbage being generated from all this. Uh, and right across the board to this, like, oh, yeah, no, no, that is 100% a girl. We don't need to ask any questions. It doesn't matter that their shoulders are as broad as Adam's and they're clearly enjoying an identified advantage on the field. And it, it's so... It's so, we talked about sort of academics, it's academics are clearly on board with this type of nonsense, but we even saw the media editing photos of trans athletes to make them look more feminine, right. to right. sort of justify this absurd narrative. So you have the government, you have academia, and you have the media complicit in this sort of absurd cover-up of something. That, that signals that they know they're wrong. The fact that they're photoshopping something to color the story signals an underlying guilt they wouldn't be doing that if they didn't know there was something uh, to it furthermore the academics and the government unwilling to engage in conversations about whether or not it's fair that someone who enjoys biological advantages should just be able to participate where they want the fact that they won't engage in that factual and self-evidenced conversation 
uh, speaks to the fact that they know they're they're engaged in spreading misinformation, to use their terminology, um, and that if this comes under any sort of scrutiny or anyone looks at it objectively, um, there, there's going to be problems. I, for one, say kudos to uh, the swimmers uh, and the swimming organizations yep. for um, having the, uh, the cojones. I'm surprised they fit inside Speedos um, to, to put this down on paper and get Spray. it done. Uh, someone's got to do it. And uh, like we left it to the swimmers. It's always it's the swimmers, the truckers, the, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It, it, I'm so, it's not the academics, not the professors, not this, not that. It's these uh, yep. sort of people who just, just can tell something's wrong and decide to do something right who are taking a stand. Where are the feminists as, yeah. you know, girls, female athletes are put in danger and have their spots stolen by mediocre men? Where are the feminists? Yeah. I don't know. They get they get called fascists like uh, Rowling turfs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You get you get vilified, and this is we've lost dialogue very much in mm -hmm. society. It's all the all these sensible conversations that we could have and should have. Listen, wherever someone is on these spectrums, as long as they're not propagating hate, being violent, issuing threats, those types of things, I, I'm so happy to have a respectful conversation with anyone, even on the polar opposite of the spectrum. But the fact is, they're not willing to have these conversations. They won't sit down for an interview. They won't come to the table. Um, they very much are saying, "Listen, the government, the, the academics, everyone's." on my side the mainstream media i don't have to talk to you i can just force my way on you and you have to accept yeah. it otherwise we're all going to get together and brand you a fascist uh yeah. try and shadow ban or officially ban your platform uh and, and ruin your lives uh, and that's something we have to get away from yeah it's always activists with no actual tie or interest in the sport who are happy to ruin the sport for your daughter yeah anyway we've got uh quite a fair number of chats here to get to uh adam ottawa gives us a buck and says if you read the single-use plastics bill correctly canada will still be allowed to produce the products for export just canadians won't be allowed to use them there's a weird things in that bill i was reading before i came on i'm going to do a video on it uh for tomorrow um the the labeling and the treatment of like plastic straws where they're going to have to be in a store um just crazy just like crazy like up with the up with the smokes and the adult mags give me some no, of those li adam literally they're over the yeah. counter like yeah. suit you go in all like ashamed they, yeah they are gonna keep them like the um pills that you use to make meth right yeah. <laughs> like the blister packs of pills that you use to make meth that, that are behind the counter that's yeah. where the straws are gonna be and you have to give oh, a good man. reason for needing them that's uh I want them. That's my reason. Give me my straws. Yeah. Get escorted out. Oh man. Is that real? That can't be real. That's ridiculous. It's real. It's real. Oh, I'll man. go through the bill in my video. I've already given too much away, Jeez. but yeah. Yeah. The government that legalized hard drugs is treating your straws like cigarettes. Like hard drugs. Yeah. Legal, I can go get, can go get some straws. free meth, but I can't drink a diet coke through a straw. <laughs> legalized straws. Uh, yeah. Annalisa, 1964. Annalisa has David Menzies in the bloodstream. Uh, she gives us 10 bucks and says, I've missed you. Lots of amazing videos as usual. Keep up the great work. Well, thanks, Annalisa. Make sure you tune in tomorrow with David Menzies. Uh, Paul Otto Newman gives us a buck. What if paper straws were coated in beeswax? Would that be a possible way to preserve them during use so that they do not dissolve? 
Oh, but then they wouldn't be vegan. And then they get people mad at you. And they would that, probably so. affect the taste a little bit. And the bees are busy. Everyone knows that we need more bees. They're already, they're overburdened, overworked. We already have plastic. Just use plastic. Yeah. Why are we inventing all these weird if, things yeah. to make a, pl- a paper straw behave like a plastic straw? Just if use o- the if, plastic. If only we could come up with like a substance that was readily available, recyclable, didn't develop any taste, food. didn't deteriorate inert. If there's something like that, safe, easy to produce, affordable, um, if we could develop, yeah, if we could even develop a super fabric material, something like that, that could resolve all our problems. Yeah. What kind of space age material might that be? Yeah. I don't know. But you can keep dreaming. (sighs) Scott, not two T's gives us five bucks. Government sponsored news is gross. Get the truth with a gun and sauce. (laughs) Yes. Very good. Thank you. Very good, sir. Um, Otto, Paul Otto Newman gives us five bucks. Does Rebel News plus the Western Standard Plan? Oh, does Rebel News and the Western Standard Plan, or perhaps you're thinking about hosting a UCP leadership debate through the Independent Press Gallery? I, th- I think the APP might be hosting one. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Alberta Prosperity Project, today's show sponsor is or is trying to organize a UCP leadership debate. And I do know that as far as the federal conservatives, Western Center canceled theirs because Pierre Polyev wouldn't agree to come. But then they said, you know what? Who cares? We're just going to host it anyway. So theirs is back on for July. I think it's July 8th. So um, we'll be there in full force for that. They've invited us to come and ask all the questions that the candidates can handle from us here at Rebel News. So the whole team will be there. Then we've got AquaSkies 3636. 15 minutes ago, Macron lost his majority. Oh, hmm. uh, Israel looking at an election. Israel's always in a constant state of election. Just yep. bring back a BB. Just, it's their parliamentary system. The Knesset with all the like minor parties and regional parties. And it's very complicated. There's a lot of horse trading and Pokemon cards involved to make a stable (laughs) government there. Um, So I I don't know. I wouldn't be mad if they went back to um, election and then maybe they didn't have Bennett as their leader anymore. Um, Canada needs common sense and fast. Thank you to you both. Love Rebel. Thank you. Aquaskies. 3636 gives us a buck. Um, saw a charming clip of Rex Murphy's comments regarding Rebel News and Ezra. Love it. You are so appreciated, Rebel News. We're lucky to have you. Thanks. Yeah, that was, uh, Rex had some nice things to say about this. You know what? Do we have that clip? Can we show it? I'll give you a second to dig it up while I read the next comment. And then we've got one from Aquaskies3636. Um, a buck says plastic bands here in Vancouver ridiculous common sense please i love plastic it's i want to be an advocate for the if i were not a journalist i would probably work in media relations for the plastics industry i absolutely love plastic and i love learning about plastic and all the things that it can do and all the jobs that it creates and all the value it adds to the canadian economy and um the more the liberals hate it, the more I love it. It's just sort of that like inverse effect. I'm up here that when they get down there, I'm just, I love it. Do we have the clip of Rex Murphy? Perfect. And that's to this table here uh, where you see General Ezra. 
and the Praetorian Guard. <laughs> I know two things of great confidence that if anything uh, from the necrotic mainstream media were to break it in and out, the Praetorian Guard would be on them in a the flash. <laughs> and secondly, I think it needs saying out loud because so many other darker missiles fly his way. I'll put it in a straight language. His constant, abrasive, annoying, and extremely aggressive presence in the Canadian media is one of the most necessary things that we have. there. He's been pretty cooped up in Toronto the last two years. And, uh, you know, you sort of end up, I don't know, when you're not out there in the world, you know, it's different. We're, we're out here in Canada and you sort of, you get the love when you go to the grocery store, you get the love when you go to Canadian Tire, get your skate sharpened, whatever. People are like wanting to talk to you about the work that you do. Maybe it's a little different in Toronto. Um, but it's nice to know that even someone as esteemed as Rex Murphy, with his wonderful turn of phrase, the necrotic mainstream media. Um, he knows it, you know, sometimes Ezra's prickly, but he does it all in the interest of Canadians and transparency and truth. Well, heaven forbid there be a prickly journalist out there holding politicians to account. Um, often prickly is a uh, name holder for someone who asks good questions. So I think that's very often the case. Um, but yeah, no lack of uh, folks coming up to us, talking to us on the street, uh, whether it's downtown Calgary, uh, bar, a small town, um, and Ezra Levant's name no doubt often comes up. So um, yeah, very, very glad to hear Rex honoring him. But uh, uh, for people out there who maybe don't know everything that we do effectively is by an extension of uh, the sort of effort that Ezra has put into setting this up. So glad to hear uh, that, that all the work he's done is being acknowledged by some of these significant historical Canadian figures. Um, with that all being said, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, maybe, Olivia, we can go out on Kian's clip from Church in the Vine just so people can see just, I mean, we, we've been selling out movie theaters, but movie theaters seat about 270, 275. We filled a church that seats over 600 <laughs> with, with people um, on Friday night um, for our family-friendly um, showing of trucker Kean's trucker documentary so um maybe we'll go out on that but before we go let's just thank everybody adam thanks for um co-hosting the show with me today from the office in calgary despite our interruptions and our technical difficulties i think everything went well uh <laughs> thanks olivia and the gang in the office in toronto for putting the show together behind the scenes and all the web editors and web team to make sure that the show is available for everybody to click on and then watch. Thanks to everybody who pitched in to keep the lights on. Thanks to everybody at home who watches to make us Canada's largest independent media company. And as David Menzies always says, stay sane. And blessed from the bottom of our hearts to be able to partner with Sheila Dunn-Reed.
I see some of you got your popcorn and your cock and your chips already. Apologies that our machine was not able to keep up with the demand. So thank you for patience. The popcorn is continuing to come. So give it a little bit of time and then go check again. Uh, you 